This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Awesome. Okay, so we're stepping into Freedom Month, and we're speaking about the invisible war. So, question. Is there a real invisible war raging around us? Because a lot of people don't think so. So where are you at? Are you aware of the spirit war affecting hearts, affecting minds? Uh, what if there's what, what? What if you and I are? Struggling in the natural, we are trying our utmost to do business or work well or do family or relationships, whatever it is we're doing, we're doing our best in the natural, we're trying to do our best, and we're operating on one plane, but they're actually the fight's on another plane, because the results you're going to lose. If, you try, if, you, if you're fighting a spirit war in the natural, you're going to lose because it's a spirit war. But I know some of us are like, oh, is it real? Is it a real spirit war? I can tell you some stories that will make you sit up <laughs> about the reality of what's happening all around us. And over this last season, I have just become really, really aware that I am so trying to do things in the natural, and it's not, it's not producing. It's not seeing the life change in people that it's supposed to be seeing. And I realize there's something else at work here. There's something else influencing people and keeping them from growing in Christ and from becoming who God has called them to be. So I want to make us aware of this. There's a verse that speaks of, you know, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We don't know. Not aware of the fight that's happening. And secondly, we don't know how to fight it, even if we become aware of there is a fight happening. So imagine you, uh, you're part of the Springboks rugby team. And you're about to face off against the All Blacks. Let's say you're playing center and uh, you guys are psyched. You know that the, the, the enemy is, uh, is quite challenging. And we need to be seriously focused and doing it. So as you're about to start, you know, uh, uh, you know, passing the ball around, you're about to like, suddenly your own center punches you through the face. You're like, what the heck? You know? And then suddenly Ibn Etzebeth elbows Aramafaf in the stomach, you know, and he tackles his own scrummy, you know, and you suddenly the team is attacking one another. Do you think we're going to win the game? No, we're not. It's a disaster. It's, it's a disaster. I mean, at your best, united, and at your best, it's going to be a challenge. But if the team members begin to fight one another... You're in trouble. You're in massive trouble. And I think that is what the enemy is doing right now. He is causing Christians to be divided more than ever before. There's just so many contentious issues. Where there's vaccines, pro or against. Like, ah, oh, you, 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 you're evil. Either way, 
you're evil, okay? <laughs> if you're for it or against it, you know? Or regulations or whatever, how are we going to manage all these things? It's like Christians are fighting one another. The enemy's dividing us. Or husband and wife, you're the enemy. No, you're the enemy. No, you're the enemy. No, you're the enemy. And you forget that there's a real enemy that you need to be fighting. You need to stand together. And I've seen this so many times where couples become one another's worst enemies. You've just fallen for the trick of the enemy. A house divided cannot stand. A house divided cannot stand. I feel like there are spirits influencing believers to be offended now like never before. Offended, bitter, angry, frustrated. And the result is division. The result is disconnection. The result is we are not able to win this fight. There's a real spirit war. So a question quickly for you guys. There's a, a picture here of a, of a door, open door. So imagine going to bed tonight and uh, you leave the front gate open and you leave the front door open and you go to bed. Who's going to do that? I asked a youth on Friday night, who's going to do that? And the one said, well, not like South Africa is currently. And they were like, no ways, no, no, I will not leave the door open. The young people were like, we lock the doors. But what if you and I are exactly doing this every day of our lives? Not in the natural, but in the spiritual. We're leaving doors open for the enemy. Here's a picture of the enemy, the burglar, to come in. The enemy that wants to come steal, kill, and destroy. I mean, you would never, in the current situation in South Africa, you would not, never leave the front door and the front gate open. You will check, 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 make sure everything's locked. So why on earth would we leave doors open in the spirit for the enemy to come in? For the enemy to come steal? To steal our health? I believe some of us are sick because it's de demonically influenced. Why would we leave open doors to the enemy? Why would we, we allow the enemy to come and steal our marriages? Or our peace? Or our joy? Or our faith? Why on earth would we do that? But the thing is, we're not even aware. So I want to make us aware. Wake up. There's a real spirit war. And the enemy is wanting to take you out. So Ephesians 6 is the classic a passage about this, I want to read in, the, new, in, the, in the, the Living Bible. It says, For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood. You think that guy at work is your problem? He's not your problem. You think your spouse is your problem? No, she's not the problem. He's not the problem. It's what's behind him that's the problem. That's something that's influencing. So the scripture says, We're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons. Without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world. We're fighting against persons without bodies. In other words, they have personalities. They are self-aware. They have an agenda. They hate God and they hate mankind. And they want to destroy 
our lives. So have you been struggling? Have you been struggling in your thoughts, in your emotions, your finances, your business, relationships? Have you been struggling? What if that's not a natural struggle? What if you're being influenced by a demonic entity? Assaulting your thoughts, assaulting your emotions, coming in to divide relationships, coming to bring pressure on your business or whatever else on your life. What if that is the fight and you're just trying to work harder or to try and do better, but that is actually something else is influencing you? There is an invisible war. There is an invisible war. And so I want to share in this series, we want to talk about how to, how to fight to win. How to fight to win. Because you see, God always wins. I don't know about you, I don't like losing. And even worse is if you're like fighting on one level, but the battle is actually something else. It's spiritual, but you're fighting in the natural. So no. So I'm trusting that today at the end of the service, we're going to pray for some of us here. And I'm trusting that God's going to set you free from anything that's influencing you that is not of God. But I first want to share a few principles to help you. If you fight the wrong enemy, you will lose. If you fight a person when it's demonic, you will lose. So we need to wake up. We need to become aware of the real fight that is happening. I believe that as a church right now, we are under a demonic assault. I really believe that. And it's been for the last two months that I have been experiencing significant demonic oppression. Like every Sunday morning when I get up, I feel demonically oppressed. I feel like there's uh, something pulling me down, trying to steal faith. You know, I don't like, you know, there's two mistakes one can make with the enemy. To put too much focus on the enemy and to put too little focus on the enemy. I don't like to put the focus on the enemy. But this month is spring cleaning month. So we're going to put a little bit of focus on the enemy, kick him out, and then we're going to get back with biz- to business in seeing the kingdom of God come. Amen. Amen. So about two months ago, it was, got really got weird. I mean, really weird. It felt like somebody or some people were cursing us. It felt like there was some stuff going down. And at the same time, for about a month, every... Second day, or every third day, when I would go onto Facebook, there would be a Facebook friend request from somebody with a half-naked picture and then an invite to join a sex group on WhatsApp. Same person, same text, different profile, different picture, every second or third day. And I block it, and I block it, and I block it, and I go away. But it's like a perfect setup. So on the one hand, somebody curses you, and then they come and they put out the bait. Because they know if they can get you into sin, if they can get you into pornography, they can get you into sexual sin, it's like for me, we'll be opening the front door spiritually to our home, to our house, and this church. And I'm like, stuff off, devil. <laughs> stuff off. You're just psyching me up. <laughs> I'm going to come back harder. So are you leaving the front door open? Have you, have you fallen for the setups of the enemy? Have you clicked where you shouldn't be clicking? Have you allowed thoughts to come in of anger or hatred or offense? 
or criticism or judgment, have you taken that bait and allowed it to simmer in your heart? Because then you are opening the door. Some of us are so passive spiritually, you are a pushover by the enemy. You're not even aware. Your heart, your mind is so full of worldliness that you don't even know how to function in the spirit. But it's time to clean things out in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to make us aware of these things. Spring cleaning month, we're going to kick out the enemy and we're going to close the door. Amen. Come on, say, I'm going to kick out the enemy. And I'm going to close the door. Amen. Amen. So principle number one, if we want to fight to win, principle number one, you need to be aware of the spirit war that is raging. I know for some of us, you're like, you're not really sure. You know, they've done studies in the U.S. Uh, there was a study in 2004. 50% of born-again believers in the United States don't believe the devil is real. Then I'm like, well, do you believe Jesus is real? <laughs> Because if you don't believe the devil is real, then you probably haven't done anything for Jesus. Because if you do something for Jesus, the devil's going to come knocking. That's just how it works. And if you're not doing anything for God, then the enemy's not bothered. But the enemy's mission, as I said earlier, is to divide us. So we need to become aware of our thoughts, our hearts. We need to be aware of, of, of uh, how the, the enemy might try to use us to accuse one another. To divide us. Don't fall for it. So how do you know when something is demonic? Well, if it's unnatural and irrational. Or it's compulsive. Compulsive. The same thought. You can't help yourself. The same negative thoughts running through your mind. It's probably demonic. It's probably being influenced by a demonic spirit. So you need to be aware. So Jesus went about in his ministry. What did he do? He preached the gospel of the kingdom, and then he cast demons out of people, and then he healed them. Because Jesus knew people need to be set free. So principle number two, Christians can be demonized. Not possessed. Big difference. You see, the moment you give your life to Jesus, ownership is moved to Jesus. So you can't be possessed as a Christian. But you can be demonized or demon, demonically influenced. So possession speaks of ownership. Jesus owns you if you've committed your life to him. But there can still be areas of your life and heart that's being influenced by the enemy. It's like a lot of us are being pushed into a corner. The enemy is telling you, you can't do that. Be afraid of that. And don't ever try that. Um, and I'm not real. <sighs> Yeah, those are the voices of the enemy. And the result is, you do nothing. You can do nothing. You're insecure. You're afraid. You're anxious. You're struggling to believe in God. You're not seeking God because you just feel like, ah, it's not working. My quiet time's just dead. Or maybe there's a demonic influence where you're trying to have a, a quiet time. Then you say, get out. Come on, let's say it. Get out. Get out. In Jesus' name. Ah, see, you feel the authority in the house. You have authority to tell the enemy to go jump. So let's practice, say, go jump. Go jump. Go jump. Oh, wow, I've seen some mighty men and women of God rising up here. I am ready to clap the enemy. I'm just like, I'm over it. Amen. I am over it. <laughs> okay, so Mark chapter 1. Let's look at Jesus. 
I mean, if we say, you know, the classic thing, you know, what would Jesus do? You know, what would he do? He'd cast out a demon. <laughs> the most biblical thing you can do is to cast out a demon. Ah, Okay, Mark 1, chapter, verse 21. It says, Then he, they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. So Jesus entered the church of the day. Verse 22. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority. Not as a scribe. He had authority. So when Jesus spoke, you know, he had authority, meaning he had the right to use power. So his words impacted lives. And so when Jesus spoke, he released the kingdom of God over an environment. And then verse 23. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. Come on, say unclean spirit. Yeah. Devil's unclean. He wants to get you to do unclean things. He wants to get you dirty. He wants to get you into sin. Unclean spirit. And he cried out saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So Jesus goes into the church of his day. And can you imagine a demon manifest? A demon talks. You see, disembodied persons with personalities that want to influence our lives. In this case, obviously, this guy was possessed, and so the enemy spoke through him. And then it says there, let us alone. Did you come to destroy us? And the other one says, before the time, you know, have you come to destroy us? You see, the, the devil knows he's going to be destroyed at some point. He knows his time is short. He knows that there's a time he's going to be cast into the lake of fire and, uh, and suffer for eternity. For everything that he has done. Then verse 25. But Jesus rebuked him. Saying. Be quiet. And come out of him. Be quiet. He rebuked him. He said shut up. (laughs) Not in my house. Not in my environment. Be quiet. Come on say that with me. Say be quiet. quiet. You don't talk to a demonic spirit. You just say shut up. In Jesus' name. Verse 26, And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. So the demonic spirit didn't want to leave. So he convulsed. It was a fight. But Jesus said he must go. So he had to go. And you and I have authority in the name of Jesus. We can say, hey, out. Go. Leave us alone. So end of last year, I, I did a series on the battlefield of the mind. I, I shared about how we need to, you know, take authority of our thoughts and things. And I was just meditating this week and I realized, but I was only tackling it on a natural level. I wasn't tackling it on a demonic level. Because there could be demonic influences on our thoughts. And you need to be aware of that. And then verse 27, then they were all amazed So that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? You see, in the whole Old Testament, there were no demonic spirits cast out of people. It was only when Jesus came that this new ministry began of casting out demonic spirits out of people's lives. Jesus came to set a new standard of the kingdom of God being extended into people's lives. He says, what is this? For with authority commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him and his fame spread They've never seen anything like this. 
So I remember um, a book I read of people who went to heaven. And the one lady shared, like, while she was on earth, so she, she went to heaven, she, she died, went to heaven, was resuscitated, and her spirit came back into her body. And she shared what she experienced. So she says, while she was on earth, she was incredibly insecure, fearful, a mess, self-doubting, self-hatred, a whole lot of stuff. She was amazed. He says, the thing, when she, she stepped into heaven, it was the first thing she realized was, I am me, and I am free. No fear, no anxiety, no insecurity, no lies, no struggles, no compulsive negative thoughts, just, I am me. And I realized in the atmosphere of heaven, you become you, who you were destined, designed to be by God. In the atmosphere of evil, you are reduced. You will become sub-you, fearful, doubting, unbelieving, insecure. So what if a lot of what you are experiencing in your life right now is not at all of God, but an evil spirit influencing you to be afraid, to be anxious, to be insecure, to not be the real you? And then you must kick it out. <laughs> Come on, say it. I want to be free. Need to be free. We need to be free. Don't be a substandard you. Don't fall for the lies of the enemy anymore. You see, the, 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 a, a demonic entity wants you to think it's, you are it. So a spirit of fear will make you think, I am fearful. You are not fearful. That's not who you are. Fear is not real. Faith is real, because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is real. Fear is a lie. Come on, say fear is a lie. Fear is a lie. You need to expose it. You need to expose and say, hey, you're a liar. If it's illegitimate, irrational fear, it is not legit. If you're standing on the edge and it's like, don't jump, fine, that's good fear, don't jump. <laughs> Talk about irrational fears, just being afraid of everything. Or specific things in your life. Sometimes it's just an area of your life where you're terrified. That is a lie from the enemy. The deception is that it, the enemy says to you, it's just you. You have issues. It's not because of demonic influence that you're struggling to grow in Christ or obey God or to step out or to be bold. It's just you. You're just a timid person. That comes from the pit of hell. You are not a timid person. It is a spirit influencing you to be timid. That is the truth. You know, Sonic and I, when, when I was in Argentina in 2015, uh, my passport got stolen. And I was left behind that side. I was really freaked out, giving you a short, short version. And I was like, God, what the heck is going on? Why did you allow this to happen? And the Lord said to me, I need to set you and Sonic free from fear. Otherwise, I cannot use you. I cannot take you where I need to take you. I was set up to be set free. Now, I was 15 years in the ministry. And I preached a lot like I'm preaching now. Here's a haste out of me and Sonica. Now, if we had demonic influences, maybe you too. Maybe 80% of us in this house are being demonically influenced. Maybe every one of us need freedom. 
Maybe every one of us needs to stand against the lies of the enemy and tell him to stuff off. We want to be free. Amen. Come on, say it. I want to be free. Jesus wants to set you free. You're not possessed, just being influenced. Nothing to be afraid of. Jesus reduced the enemy at the cross. Heaven upgrades us. The demonic influences downgrade us. They, so principle number three, you need to get to the root. You need to figure out where's these thoughts or these emotions or these things coming from. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. For God was with him. Jesus went about healing people who were demonically oppressed. Jesus wants to set you free today, this month. Maybe some of our sicknesses have a demonic root. Not all sickness has a demonic root, but some sicknesses have a demonic root. So we need to become aware of these things. Demonic spirits are the main cause of many emotional, spiritual, and physical problems with which people struggle. And until we discern this reality, we will continue to offer people natural solutions to spiritual problems. So I've seen this. I believe in counseling. I believe in psychologists and psychiatrists. They have their place and they, they, they add value. I do a lot of counseling. And I've picked up over the years, I counsel some people and it's like, you know, what's counseling? Counseling is hey, how to apply the word of God in your life. <laughs> How to follow Jesus. I'm giving you advice on how to follow Jesus. And that sometimes it works. Beautiful. Yes. They go. They apply. Their lives are better. They're following Jesus. In other places, you counsel and you counsel and you counsel and you counsel and nothing. It's like they cannot obey the word of God. There's a demonic influence. There's a root that needs to be dealt with. So... You need to realize this. You can't counsel a demon. You need to cast it out. And also, you can't counsel a demon. But you also can't cast out the flesh. Okay, so what's the flesh? Flesh is your sinful nature. We all have a tendency at times, you might have a fearful thought. That could just be your flesh. A week later, you have another fearful thought. You're like, no, stuff off. <laughs> but if you have continuous compulsive, fearful thoughts, it is most probably, and is irrational, it is most probably being coming from a demonic influence. So you need to deal with that. You need to deal with the underlying issue. You know, it's like when you only say do counseling or psycholo you know, psychologist or psychiatrist or you just do medications or whatever else, there is a place for it, okay? So don't misunderstand me. There is a place for it. But if you don't get to the root, you're just treating the fruit, but you're not treating the root. So it's like you're in your house, you know, there's a big spider and spider webs and whatever else. And so you clean out the house with, from all the spider webs, but the spider is still there. What's the result? You're going to have spider webs. Okay? So you want to get the spider out. You want to get the spider out. Okay? So we need to be aware of that. If the thoughts, emotions, or behavior becomes compulsive and irrational, it's probably a demonic influence. You can't cast out the flesh. And then sometimes also people are like, oh, just deliver me from a demon. No, you need to learn self-discipline. <laughs> 
You need to start applying the word of God. You need to crucify the flesh and cast out a demon. That's how you do it. Crucify the, come and say this with me, crucify the flesh and cast out a demon. Okay, so you need to be aware. If you've got your sinful nature, you're going to have that with you for the rest of your life, and that can't be cast out. I'm so sorry. I also wish it was just that easy. But it can't. That needs to be crucified. That's why you fast. That's why you obey God. That's why you sometimes say no to the extra chocolate. You know, that's why you need to have self-control. You need to, you need to develop self-control. But if you have a demonic influence, you won't be able to develop self-control. And so you need to be aware. Get the root, get the root out. So there's no shortcuts. No shortcuts when it comes to these things. If anything is anti-natural and compulsive, it's probably demonically influenced. And those who are demonically influenced find no rest for their souls. You don't find rest. You don't find peace until that thing is out. Principle number four. Our victory is a continuation of Christ's victory. I shared the story with a youth. So a missions team from Stellenbosch went to India. And so they went to a Hindu temple to go and pray there. And there's the students. So as, they worked, as I said, as they walked into this temple, they, the spiritual atmosphere was like thick and they like, almost couldn't breathe. It was like, yo, the darkness was like tangible. And as they were walking in and they were wanting to pray there and release the life of Jesus, the light of Christ there, the next moment one of the gurus or one of the guys in the temple came to them and suddenly spoke to them in Afrikaans, Wat mark jylle hier? What are you doing here? There's a very good chance that man does not understand Afrikaans. I presume it was a Afrikaans is a South African demon having a holiday in India. That's what I think. It was on holidays like, what mark you here? Visiting auntie, uncle in India. <laughs> it's real, people. It is real. The fight is real. And when Jesus died at the cross, he defeated, dethroned, and disarmed the powers of darkness. The ultimate victory was won at the cross through Jesus Christ. Okay, so here's a verse I want to leave with you guys for this, for this week. Romans 16, 19, classic passage. It says, your obedience is known to all, and thus I rejoice over you. It's like, guys, obey Jesus. Follow him, because then that's how you shut the door. That's how you keep the door to the enemy closed. Walk in obedience to Jesus. Then he says, but I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. Verse 20, the God of peace will quickly. Let's read that together. Verse 20, the God of peace will quickly crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. I want to speak that over you, that the God of peace... If you're going through a storm, know this, the God of peace is with you in the storm, and he wants to bring peace to your storm. And that God of peace that wants to bring rest to your soul also wants to, you to partner with him to crush the enemy under your feet. What if some of us are struggling with depression, but the root is demonic? What if some of us are struggling with sickness, but the root is demonic? What if some of us are struggling with anxiety and it's just like it has a demonic root? 
Come on, you can be set free, but you need to partner with God. Because it says there, God will crush Satan, the adversary, under your feet. Come on, say this with me, under my feet. The devil is terrified you're going to discover who you are in Jesus. He's terrified you're going to discover how much authority you have in Christ. But you need to partner with God. It's not just somebody else doing this for you. Obviously, we can partner together. But some of us, our marriages are being demonically assaulted. And you're trying to love one another. But there's, you know, that's what happened to me in Sonica uh, also about two months ago. For three weeks, we had like marital chaos. And Sonica was like, we need to see a counselor. I was like, we need to rebuke the devil. Now, sometimes you need to go see a counselor, but we have a great marriage. We have a healthy marriage. We have healthy habits in our lives. I knew that this is demonic. And then at the, and when we uh, addressed those things, then that left and we had peace and everything was fine. Some of us do need counseling. Okay. So don't misunderstand me. Okay. So Jesus crushed the enemy under his feet at the cross. And now he calls you and me to do the same in our lives. Like, what about this? Some of us struggle. You get up in the morning and you're still tired. Anybody like that? Okay. Me too for the last two months until around three, four days ago. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Because I rebuked the devil. <laughs> I took authority over the enemy. I realized the fight is spiritual. Some of us are tired in the mornings because it's a demonic influence. I'm not saying it's in all cases. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying in some cases, it might be a demonic influence. And you need to address it. So what are some of the signs of a possible demonic influence? Here's a few things. You're struggling in your mind. Here's a few. Escapism. Unbelief. You just struggle to believe. Do you know it's unnatural not to believe in Jesus, God who created the heavens and the earth? It is unnatural to not believe. Doubt, excessive stress, erratic sleep patterns, nightmares. Number two, your will. The enemy can come to, it keeps you from making healthy um, decisions. Like, you know, you're just rebellious. Something that stirs in you just to reject authority. You're always angry at authority. Or to rebel. Sinful tendency. Stubbornness. Passivity. Passivity. Just that. Then feel like spending time with Jesus. Passivity. Compulsive behavior patterns. Irrational behavior. Self-centeredness. Violent tendencies. Addictions. Appetites out of balance. Anorexia. Bulimia. Sexual immorality. Sexual fantasies. But this continuous struggle in the mind. It could be of demonic origin. So what causes those open doors? You can give the enemy access. Can't go into the details now. But through sin, when you disobey God, lies, you believe the lies of the enemy, generational curses. Okay, so these things, are we going to address it at Encounter 4, our freedom encounter. We have more time there. So I want to encourage you to join us for that. We're going to really trust Jesus to set you free. Okay, so lies, generational curses, sin, etc. All these things can keep us, can, can open that door to the enemy. How do we close the door? Through obedience, through repentance, to, through forgiveness, to become aware of this is the enemy, and then to allow the truth into your heart. 
As the one guy said, more often than not, getting rid of demonic influence is as simple as hearing what God has to say about your life. Just by hearing what God is saying about your life. The truth comes in, and when you realize, like, no, I am not timid. I am bold in Jesus. That's who you are. Then freedom comes into your life. Then some things, emotions, where could be demonic influences, unforgiveness, bitterness, rejection, anger, hatred, guilt, shame, jealousy, low self-esteem, grief, timidity, self-pity. Sometimes we feel so sorry for ourselves, self-pity, but it's actually a demonic influence. Like you feel you get comfort in that. No. Those, those, these emotions leave an open door for the enemy to come in. Okay, so you and I are called to crush the enemy under our feet. I'm just touching on a few things today. But God wants you to crush the enemy under your feet in partnership with him. So put that scripture up again. Romans 19 verse 20. Romans 16 verse 20. And the God of peace will quickly, come on, say quickly. Crush Satan under my feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Okay, so you and I need grace. We need to contend together as a church community this month. We are going to contend together for a measure of anointing, a measure of grace that will cause people to be set free. Really set free. Because sometimes the roots of these things are so deep. It's generational. It's been coming since you were five years old. And it's so deeply rooted that it's not as good as just saying out now or whatever. It's like, no, we need to just loosen those roots so that you can be truly set free. So we need grace. Come on, say, we need grace. We need grace. We need, grace. We need to trust Jesus for grace in the name of Jesus. Okay, last thing I want to share before we're going to pray for people. So if there was, okay, forgive me, all the dog people, please forgive me just for a moment, okay? This is now the poodle from hell, okay? This is not a good poodle. This is a poodle from hell. Imagine the poodle from hell coming to mess on your front lawn. How are you going to handle that poodle? You want it to move out of my, off my lawn. Stop messing on my lawn. How are you going to do it? Hey, little poodle. Would you mind leaving? Please go. Shoo. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> no. You kick it. <laughs> Poodle from hell, people. Not real dog. Poodle from hell. Come on. I know someone's going to be offended like that. Pastor doesn't like animals. No, we like animals. But you need to kick the enemy out, off your lawn, out of your life. Get out and you shut the door behind him. He said, don't come back in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, say out. out. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Come on, say, I'm going to kick him out. <laughs> yes. It's like rugby. Drop kick over the poles. Freedom. Okay, I believe some of our lives are going to be radically transformed when we embrace this truth and we begin to walk in it. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.